good to us, blessed us, kept us, watched over us. Turn over to Revelation. Revelation 3. Let's give Justin a big hand. How about that, Justin? You owe me one, brother. Amen. Evidently, uh, a whole lot of people listen to Joyce Meyer's message. We had to cater <laughs> barbecue homecoming. Amen. Third chapter of Revelations, down about the seventh verse. I'd had this on my mind for a couple of weeks, and I was in a nursing home this week, and boy, it really hit me. Let's stand. Y'all ain't stood in a good while. I'm going to read 7, third chapter. I'm going to read 7 through 13. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write these things, saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, and he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and he shutteth, and no man openeth. Eighth verse, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before you an open door. That's my message, the open door. And no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews. Hello? They summon the synagogue of Satan. Say they're Christians still using God's name in vain. He said, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before the feet and to know that I have loved thee, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take 
thy crown and that overcometh him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God and he shall go no more out I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God which is New Jerusalem which cometh down out of heaven from my God and I will write upon him him, my new name. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. Butch, lead us a prayer. Yes, Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, you be seated. Love you, appreciate you. Thank God as he spoke to the church of Philadelphia here. And he said that the Philadelphian church, they had a little strength. They wasn't strong, stout people, and they wasn't people without trouble. The Bible said that they had a little uh, strength. And I was looking through some history of the Philadelphian church, and they had an earthquake there in, in 17 A.D. And it said that the, the Muslims, amen, and, and the Muslims come in on them and prevented them from standing and they had wars and they had problems and they somebody to come against the word in every step that they take but I'm glad that God said that he set a door an open door before them and no man can shut it he said no man can open that door except the Lord Jesus Christ but nobody can shut that door except the Lord Jesus Christ and that's encouragement uh, to us and you know that ain't talking about Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's talking about uh, Philadelphia over there in Lydia in hard times. When times were trouble, but glory to God, God gave them a grace to show us that he had said, an open door that no man could shut it. We preached a Wednesday night, glory to God, that no man can take our joy. He said he'd take us to a place that no man could take our joy. And I thought about even in the uh, the funeral there uh, yesterday, you know, uh, uh, the hearts are broken and people are tore down at a funeral, but we need to be shouting for those that have made preparation to meet God, that got out of this trouble world, got out of this world, and gone on and got a new body. Amen. Got their name written in the Lamb's book of life. Glory to God. I thought about and the sister, and I mentioned it the other night, the sister said, you see my children in church, but you don't see them at home. And you know, Janet can say to her, I, you all see Bill at church, but you don't see Bill at home. 
Amen. Sometimes we've all got a, a flip of temper or we've got a flip of aggravation when things don't work real well for us. But can I tell you something? It ain't no man taking it from us. We need to grab up what God has given us and put a smile back on our face, joy in our heart, because I got a house not built with hands eternal in the heavens, and nobody can steal that. Nobody can shut the door. Nobody can keep me from going there. Amen. They might keep me from being happy a little while here, but I'm going to walk over them troubles through Jesus Christ. I'm glad, sister, he opened the door door for me in 1968 that I couldn't open myself. I could not. John could not. Butch could not. I've heard one right after another. Could not get out of that place they were trapped in. That bondage they were trapped in. But Jesus said, I didn't give you the spirit of bondage. I'm glad he gave me the spirit to break that bondage of the addictions of this walk of life. Amen. To break that bondage of bashfulness. To break that bondage even after I saved to testify of Jesus. I didn't talk much. Y'all believe it or not. I didn't talk much till God saved my soul or I was drunk. Amen. I got out from under both of them. Praise the Lord. And God give me grace to praise his holy name. He put a song in my heart, a testimony in my soul, the saving grace of Almighty God. Amen. And I can see where the Muslims have come in and America don't have enough backbone to stop them from building their temples, to stop them from worshiping even in prisons. They can't stop them from laying out their cloth at certain times of the day and praying. But we sit back and let them take prayer out of school. We sit back and let them tell us we can't praise God. This is a quiet church and you don't need to make no racket. Church is a place to be quiet. Church is a place to worship. God, get enough a soul filled salvation down in our soul to fight the battle when we go out against the world under the fiery darts of Satan or out there to tear us down, to take our testimony, to keep us out of church, uh, uh, take our happiness and our joy. Uh, they were saying, uh, your children to take your joy. You'll have a grand grandchild that'll go astray, that'll break your heart. But I'm glad, glory to God. We can overcome through the Lord uh, Jesus Christ. Praise his holy name for what he's done for us. Let me read. Mm, glory to God. I'm going to turn over to Luke. I can preach as long as Nancy can sing. Amen. Amen. She can't say a word. She can't say a word about it. Luke 13. I want to listen to this close. Luke 13. Start about the 24th verse. The Bible says strive, and that's a fight. That's a fight. Luke 13 and 24. 
He said, strive to enter in at the straight gate. Sometimes Brother Bill has to strive to come to church. I have to overcome my fleshly aches and pains and troubles and the things that comes everybody's way, everybody's way. But he said, strive to enter in at the straight gate. That's a door, the straight gate. Straight is a path, and narrow is the way, according to Matthew. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able and shall not be able. 25, he said, when once the master of the house is risen up and hath shut to the door, and you begin to stand without, I'm talking about outside the door, and to knock at the door saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us, and he shall say, this is Jesus writing, he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence you are. Then shall ye begin to say, We have eaten and drunk in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. Don't you know me? You've taught in our streets. You've eaten and drank in our presence. Don't you know me? And he said, but you shall say, but he shall say, 27th verse, but he shall say, I tell you, I know you not. Whence you are, depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourself thrust out. God had a blessing to the reading of his word. I thought about, honey, today uh, they tell me they're church members. They go to church here. They tell me a time I got saved. You can't get them into the house of God at all. Some of them have run off with another woman. Some with another man. Some have went back to the bar stools. Amen. And they're going to walk up to Jesus according to the word of God. And I just ready, amen. And he says, said they said they were Jews, and they wasn't. We say they were Christians. Bless God. And the Bible said that we lie if we don't live the life. He said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I'm gonna tell you what really got this on my heart. Y'all know where I am. I'm just a, a nerd, I know. I'm just a nerd, but I enjoy life, and I pick and I carry on wherever I go. And I was in a nursing home this week, and I thought I've been in several prisons with someone, Butch, someone, John, into the life centers, and I see all of this. But, man, I'm going to tell you something. I looked in the eyes of a 62-year-old old woman that only dropped like two Social Security checks, amen, and cancer struck. And there she lays in the old bed in the nursing home and her hair coming out. And, and she's aged. Uh, this has been going on two or three 
I don't know, two months, I guess, maybe three months. And, and her face is just wrinkled up and her body just swiveling. There's no, there's no motion in her legs. She can't move an arm. And she's had a stroke and chemo and she had a heart attack. And, and all of these problems come upon her. I know this is depressing. I know this is depressing. But I'd like to tell you something. I've preached in almost every nursing home around in, in uh, Ilk, and I've, I've preached in Manorie and Gatelax in Dobson when I was younger, amen, before I started pastoring. And I thought that's the saddest, that's the saddest thing that they can't get up. I thought in prison they may have a life sentence, but the majority of them can walk around. They can eat a bite. They can get up. Some of them can go out. And we always see them exercising every time I've ever been to any prison. They're exercising. But there she lays in the bed. And I was leaving the nursing home. And it's, it's kind of dark in the nursing home to me anymore, which I can't see good no way. But it's kind of dark. And I come down the hallway, and I'm bad to run my mouth everywhere I go and forget which aisle I went in, which door I went in. Amen. So I was, I come, I come out, and I looked, and like those double doors back there, but these were bigger. They just seemed, they just kept getting bigger to me. And I thought if I turn right and go that way, I can get out those doors because I could see outside. And I turned down that hallway, and I got to them doors, and they wouldn't open. Some woman hollered behind me. She didn't work there. Just a little ways. She said, you can't get out that door. I said, but I'm a resident here. I'm a resident here. She said, that means you really can't get out. <laughs> that means you, you really can't get out. Well, God began to stir my heart. It just had come Monday. It come a rain. You all know how it is. After it rains, there was a little bit of steam and no, no dust on the bushes. And it looked so bright out there. It looked just like a piece of heaven. But I couldn't get out the door. And the scripture come to my mind over in John six I mean Luke sixteen and I thought about the rich man in hell and he said, There's a great gulf fixed. There's a great gulf fixed. He could see through the doors, but he couldn't go. He had in this life everything that he could ever ever want. And he let the poor beggar just eat the crumbs. He didn't give him a piece of whole cake. He just let him eat the crumbs. He was a little bit selfish. He was a little bit he's a little bit above that old beggar. But I'm gonna tell you something. Honey, there's a door open for that old beggar. Jesus Christ. Open the door, glory to God, that the rich man couldn't shut. And there sat the rich man, a great gulf fixed. He will stop. There's a place he's gone as far as he could stop. He's a resident. He's a resident of hell. A resident of hell. A great gulf fixed that he can't get out. But he could look through and see the bright 
lights of heaven. He could see Abraham, a glory to God. And he said, Abraham, he said, go to my five brothers and tell them not to come to this awful place. The Bible said, oh, without a vision, men perish. If we could get a vision of a great gulf fix. Jesus said, there'll be many in Luke. He said, there'll be many that'll come to me. And he already said, I have opened a door for you. But these in Luke wouldn't come in. Jesus preached to them in the street. He witnessed to them in the street. He went into the synagogue and talked to them. But they went their own way. They done their own pleasure. But if we could have a vision of being in our own pleasure and the price of being in our own pleasure and the glory of being in the pleasure of God. I'm glad when Jesus convicted my heart, he opened the door. He opened the door for me to step in to the salvation of Almighty God. But I shut it back because I wouldn't listen to God. And he convicted me again. And I finally ended up laying in the floor an old drunk that nobody liked, nobody cared about, nobody loved, honey. A glory to God. And there I laid with a great good fix between me and the portals of heaven. But Jesus wasn't one more time he come by and he said I'm going to open the door Bill of salvation John glory to God and it happens different with all of us but my salvation come my testimony come my what do you call it sobriety amen my drunkenness went away amen I couldn't walk John I drank liquor till I couldn't walk I crawled around in my underclothes in the floor but can I tell you something eventually strength come back alcohol went away and I got clothed Ooh, I'm a good I'm a good mind to run amen I got clothed and in my right mind I started testifying of the goodness of almighty God how God can deliver whatever your uh, sins are today God can deliver you from your sin. God can make a new man out of you. Uh, uh, you can go home and tell mama, 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 I got saved. Daddy, 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 I got saved. I'm a new creature. I'm a child of God now. I'm not just a child of Johnny Sperling and Charlotte. I'm a child of the living God to inherit all things. Mama left me and Daddy left me. But Jesus Christ has never left me. He's been there to feed me. To <laughs> To clothe me, put a shelter over my head. He's been there in time of trouble. Friend, when I didn't know which way to go, there was Jesus. When I couldn't see daylight, I couldn't see the bright lights at the end of the tunnel. 
there was a great gulf fixed because of the word. But Jesus, Jesus, Jesus picked me up and took care of me. I'm glad for the Holy Ghost power of God that he left here to teach me a few things. Glory. Glory be unto God. It's going to be the saddest cry. I thought about that one laying in that because I did her sister, her mama's funeral. Her, her mama rededicated at the funeral. So I know she's heard the gospel. If you don't know that Jesus died for you and you've never accepted him as your Savior, you're going to like, be like these people. You're going to stand and knock at the door. And he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. He saw you. He knows who you are. But you're not a child of God. And you can't come through the gates that heaven. And I thought about that lady. I know she's heard the word. I know she's seen a little glimpse and a little light of heaven. God has spoke to her heart. But if she never accepts Jesus, she'll never see the light that I seen when I looked through that door. That lady told me I went back and kidded with her. She knew I wasn't a resident. I don't know who she was. I said, I just visited. So I'd have a little fun. Amen. Not a resident. But she said, the employees can get out. They got a code. I've got I've got a code. J E S U S. Punch it in. I can get out. Yeah. No man can shut it. Uh, I stood there and looked out at that beautiful world. There wasn't nobody in it. I seen a car or two. But I thought that's just a little touch of what heaven will be. Ain't this old world so pretty when people ain't in it? <laughs> Amen. And it's just rained and the sun comes out so bright. I tell you what, I praise the Lord. I turned and went back out the same way I come in because I wasn't employed there. And I wasn't a resident. <laughs> but oh well, God bless me. Janet was sitting in the car. She's getting some age on her. She can't stay up with me. Amen. She sits in the rest of her legs. She don't listen to Joyce Myers much. She still cooks. <laughs> I need to hush on that. I heard a preacher say one time, said the, the reason, the reason us men preachers don't like women preachers and Joyce Myers because they're better than you are. <laughs> he can speak for himself. <laughs> they're out of their calling. <laughs> I done read the word, John, amen. Tenth chapter of John. I'll <clears throat> read three or four verses. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not in by the door into the sheepfold, but 
climbeth up some other way. The same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in is plain scripture. What I'm preaching on is an open door. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Amen. We'll skip some. Go down about seven. Then he then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. We uh, and the church has heard it. I know y'all get tired of it. Y'all bound to be tired of me, but I love you anyway. But I thought, what a great lesson riding through Israel that I got from the obedience of sheep. And and I saw, and y'all can call me a, a donkey or that other name for a donkey if you want to, but I saw, I saw several lines of sheep, and they'd walk around, and all they had was piles of rock, five or six rocks, and this was a corner, amen, and they had a donkey leading, and the sheep, were in single file and there was a shepherd boy following behind that line and it amazed me that a donkey knew that rock pile was the line it amazed me that the sheep we run off now and try to get doctor's degree and wonder why they don't follow us we need to come back where a donkey was. Amen. God can use a donkey. Uh, he can't use me if I get proud, haughty, and high-minded. fellow told me this week he couldn't have blessed me to go greater. He said, Bill, I've known you probably 20 years. He said, you, you're the same. You don't try to imitate nobody. You don't try to be no different. You're just you. I can praise the Lord on that. God called me, saved me just to be me, not to be nothing extra. And I saw in Israel, in the town, the edge of New Jerusalem, and I don't understand all of this, but the sheep came in, and they were different Methodists and Baptists, wholeness, because they were of different shepherds. They were different flocks. But I saw them come running in together, and then they separated and went. They knowed their own shepherd. Today the world don't know its shepherd. The world will jump up and follow anything that passes by. We ain't read enough of the Word of God to know what the Spirit's saying to the churches. Think about it, church. We jump up. I've seen the charismatic doctrine. They jump up and run after all of these healings. Let me tell you something. God said, I'm going to suffer with him. I'm going to suffer as a Christian. But i got a new body. That's called faith. I can't get down because I'm old. I get a little older every day, every minute, definitely every year. I can't cry over that. I need to praise God I've made it this far. Or been dead in hell, but the grace of God. Amen. The grace of Almighty God. Praise His holy name.
God's been good to us. Then said Jesus unto them, again, fairly, fairly, truly, truly, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. There ain't no other way in. But back there, we ain't got a, a rescue door or escape door. There ain't no other way in. You got to go by Jesus. And he said, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. He said it again. Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. He said he could go in and out and find pasture. I thought we can go into different services, into different churches, into different denominations. But I just read to you the book of of revelations and the church of philadelphia amen he said you can come in and never go back out amen you come in that place and never go back out he said i'll make a new name for you i'll write a new name philadelphia will be a part of new jerusalem mount vernon will be a part of new jerusalem your church your people that are rival god will be a part of New Jerusalem. And the door will be Jesus. He said, I am. He preached on that. I am. Who am I going to tell them, send me? I am, send me. The one that said, I am the door. Moses made excuses because his speech was bad. I made Probably I never numbered them a thousand excuses why I shouldn't pastor Mount Vernon Church. A local boy, know to everybody, hometown. I know this is beautiful, brother, but we've got a low gap address. We decided to come together. Amen. But think about it. Think about it. We used to be different in ball teams. There was none of them no good. They kicked me off of it. But think about it. He said we can come together and go in and out. So we can preach, pray, love, go into Walmart and pray, wherever you need to go, schoolhouse and pray. You can pray a prayer and be gone before they can stop you. Amen. You can. The way my prayer life got, I, I check it on the camera sometimes, John. I think I've prayed and prayed and prayed. And I've been gone three minutes down to Halterin Woods. Boy, I'm burning it up, ain't I? I'm burning it up, yeah. I'm going to cut the camera off. But think about it. We can go in and out and pray. But when this thing is over and we get through the main door, Jesus, get into the glory of God, then we won't want to go in and out. As he told Philadelphia, he said there, he said, y'all have a little strength. Y'all remember reading that? He said, we have a little strength. I'm going to testify of something that God hit me with sitting right there. Some of the weakest people you know are drug addicts and drunks, cigarette smokers, addictive people, addictive people. Some of the strongest people we know are men and women that never drank. They said no to it. That never run into sin, into illicit sex life. Some of the strongest people going. 
So you know who's the devil's after and wants to beat them is us that have a little strength. I'm putting me in that. I was a drunk. I promise you I didn't like me. I didn't want to spend my money on it. I didn't want to do it. Said I'd never do it, and there I was. I done it. There I laid. Why? Because I was weak. They sung. I can't even walk without him holding my hand. Y'all get what I'm saying? You think on that a minute. I believe God gave it to me there. She said, John wind over his bad back. Nancy's probably stronger than John. I know Janet's stronger than me. Maybe not spiritual. She's got a strong back, <laughs> strong mind. Y'all can tell me what you want to, but this month we'll be married 64 years. She's got endurance substance. She's endured a whole bunch of stuff. But I want us to think about it. The Bible tells us to bear the, the, the infirmities or the troubles of the weak. I've preached that lately. So we as a church, we don't need to be beating down that one that's in trouble. We need to be helping them up. We don't need to beat down. I thought, Ricky Lawson, Lawson just had a, been a strong man, defibrillator and a pacemaker, like what, two weeks ago? Kenneth Gay and Run in the Boy Scouts and worked all his life in a body shop, come out with open heart surgery. Andy Brannick worked like a dog, heart trouble, pacemaker, a little trouble here. Fred Hawks, a regular bulldog in his lifetime. Muscles that would make my coat sleeve raise up. But he ended up with a brain bleed. Yeah. We don't get down over these things that happen to us. We take what we got and just keep running. Thank you. I've got 15 more minutes. Amen. I've known Nancy most of her life. We like to pick and carry on. God's good to us. I jotted this down so I wouldn't have to look it up if I can see it. In 2 Corinthians 16 and 9, for a great door, Paul saying this, for a great door and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. There are many adversaries. Paul said, I'm going to stay down here in Ephesus for a while because there's been a great effectual door open unto me. Things is happening. People are getting saved. Amen. God is working. So pray for me. But he said, there are many adversaries. Many adversaries. There's many things to hinder us along the way. But we need to remember what God done for us. It was good. Go back the very day we were saved. And I know all of you wasn't in total despair as I was. But think about the day that you were saved. The day the Lord done something for you. I didn't understand enough till I didn't even tell nobody. 
I got saved on Monday. I didn't tell nobody till Wednesday. I dreaded telling them old Brig Masons and laborers. I said, before we put any mud on the board, got to tell you what happened to me. Some of them laughed at me. They ain't laughing now. They in the grave, amen. You can't laugh what God does. You can't laugh at God's work. Neighbor, he's done a work. But there's many adversaries. So that's a warning. Paul was a great man of God. Wrote more of the New Testament than anybody else. But he still had adversaries that tried to beat him down. Don't get that pork barbecue on your mind yet. We like just a little bit. And he said in Acts 14, in the church, I ain't going to read this whole scripture, but he said in the church rehearsed how God had opened the door of faith. This is Acts 14. How God had opened the door of faith. How God had opened the door. I think it's 14 and 27. How God had opened the door of faith to Gentiles. Is there a Jew in the house? So God opened the door to you. If you ain't a Jew, you're a Gentile. God has opened the door of salvation to us. Mine was open from the time I was about six, seven years old, five or six, in home prayer meeting. I knew there was a God, but I didn't know God. I knew there was a God, but I didn't know God. I believed there was a God, but I didn't believe God could help me. So from probably six to 26, I played games. Didn't want to die. Walked in fear, tried to drink it away. Today I know that faith was delivered to the Gentiles. They went into the temple, the synagogue, and rehearsed this thing. They had service. They rehearsed how salvation, faith, had come to the Gentiles. Bible don't say, but I bet there was some shouting. They should have been some shouting. That old dog that was cast out, that wasn't nothing or nobody. Oh, glory to God, church. And salvation come to him. And he got up out of the floor, got away from that commode. Amen. On Wednesday night, went to church. They rehearsed that. If you're here today and have never known Jesus, get a song, get an invitation song. If you're here today and have never, never known Jesus, I've cut this message short. And preach on Jesus right on till you fall over. Amen. I thought I have helped in funerals. I can't preach nobody's funeral, but I've helped in funerals. To those that overdosed, I've helped in funerals to those that their testimony was they love God. And I, I don't know, the kinders were here, and 
maybe a few more, but I've not seen a sweeter spirit than there was right here yesterday. And some walked out the door lost and undone without the Lord. But I felt Margaret's smile over our church. I seen the smile when her and her husband stood there and sung a few songs for us. Neighbor, you need to expect some old preacher, and I know most of you don't want me. I take too long. You need to you need to hurry and go on to the grave. <laughs> Amen. We're always in a hurry. I just had another thought. I've never had one to raise up out of the casket and say, take me home. I said, will you go tell my family to come visit me? Said, preacher, ain't been nobody to see me in months. Would you tell somebody? So we can't pray for the dead. They're gone. But neither these people hurting. These people that played games with God. If you will stand, I promise you, I'll just touch you.